0: blackstone audio presents lawrence and the arabs by robert graves performed by joseph porter introduction early this june i was invited by the publishers to write a book about lawrence i replied that i would do so with lawrence's consent Shaw, as I must call him, for he has now taken that name and definitely discarded Lawrence, cabled his permission from India, and followed it up with a letter giving me a list of sources for my writing, and saying that since a book was intended about him anyway, he would prefer it done by me. He thought that I could write a book accurate enough in its facts to discourage further unauthorized accounts, and that he could trust me not to spare his own feelings wherever I wished to draw any critical conclusion. And he hoped that the book would have exhausted all public interest by the time he had finished with the Royal Air Force and returned to civil life. I have his most generous permission, with that of his trustees, to use copyright material at my discretion, but certain limits were given, both from Revolt in the Desert and from Seven Pillars of Wisdom, of which that is an abridgment, a book that will not be issued for public sale in Shaw's lifetime.' Unfortunately, owing to pressure of time, my completed typescript could not be submitted to shaw before publication, and I apologize to him for any passages where my discretion has been at fault. I did, however, write and ask him specific questions and send him rough drafts of nearly all my material. I must, however, draw a clear line between Shaw's approval of my writing the book, if it had to be written, and my own responsibility for the facts and opinions given here. These chapters contain much that is of interest, I hope, even to readers of The Seven Pillars of Wisdom, and readers of Revolt in the Desert may be glad of a narrative that is continuous. Critics must remember that Shaw, when preparing the Seven Pillars for private circulation, had in mind an audience of not more than a couple of hundred people, and that he consequently had greater freedom in his vocabulary than I have had, and could also assume a specialized knowledge of Eastern history, geography, and politics in his audience that I am not permitted to assume. I have tried to give a picture of an exasperatingly complex personality in the easiest possible terms. I have tried also to make a difficult story as clear as may be by a cutting down of the characters that occur in it, mentioning by name only the outstanding ones, and explaining the rest in such terms as a member of the bodyguard, a British staff officer with Faisal, a major general, a French colonel, the chief of the Bene Sacre, etc. Geography has been similarly simplified. The maps have been designed so that few places occur on them that are not mentioned in that part of the story to which they refer, and few or no places are mentioned in the story that are not to be found on the maps. This is not the method of history, but history, which is the less readable the more historical it is, will not eventually be hindered by anything I have written. I have attempted a critical study of Lawrence, the popular verdict that he is the most remarkable living Englishman, though I dislike such verdicts, I am inclined to accept, rather than a general review of the Arab freedom movement and the part played by England and France in regard to it. And there has been a space limit. For information about Lawrence, I am greatly indebted to Mrs. Fontana, Mrs. Thomas Hardy, Mrs. Lawrence, his mother, Mrs. Kennington, Mrs. Bernard Shaw, Field Marshal Viscount Allenby, Colonel John Buchan, Colonel R. V. Buxton, Colonel Alan Dorney, Mr. E. M. Forster, Mr. Philip Graves, Sir Robert Graves, Dr. D. G. Hogarth, Mr. Cecil Jane, Mr. Eric Kennington, Mr. Arnold Lawrence, a younger brother, Sir Henry McMahon, Private Palmer of the Royal Tank Corps, Sergeant Pugh of the Royal Air Force, Mr. Vivian Richards, Lord Riddle, Mr. Siegfried Sassoon, Lord Stamfordham, the Dean of Winchester, Mr. C. Leonard Woolley, and others. For permission to use copyright photographs, to The Times, the Imperial War Museum, the French Army Photographic Department, Major Goslett, Colonel R.V. Buxton, Dr. D.G. Hogarth,